Tony Katz, 93 WIBC, good morning. Did Ron DeSantis win the debate last night? Um, yeah. I mean, that's a possible take. Uh, what is an impossible take is nonsense from people uh, like Jason Miller, uh, who going on with NBC. But here's the other thing. I think a really important point. I heard someone earlier on the panel say they thought that Sanctimonious did okay. Uh, that's not right. We saw the death of Ron DeSantis' campaign tonight as Vivek Ramaswamy leapfrog him into mm-hmm. second place. DeSantis, it didn't do good enough for him to tread water. He had to have a breakout moment, and Ramaswamy completely outshone him. I knew President Trump wasn't going to be there tonight. I didn't know Ron DeSantis was going to skip the debate as well. Vivek Ramaswamy was already going up in the polls. His being able to overtake DeSantis has nothing to do with the debate performance. It was a question about the debate. Jason Miller was part of the the, the Trump team, worked in the Trump White House, and is part of that reelect. To put him on Meet the Press was pathetic and ignorant, and his commentary here, even referring to DeSantis as the sanctimonious, is only proof that the press is desperate to get Trump in so they can destroy him. If you can't see this coming, this is showing you... If you don't accept this, you're kind of nuts. Jason Miller sounded like a schmuck right there. A schmuck. Said it, meant it, not apologizing for any part of it. We saw the death of the DeSantis campaign. That's not what happens. As far as the debate goes, that's not what happens. That's not what this answer says. So here's the thing. Why are we in this mess? Part of it and a major reason is because how this federal government handed COVID-19 by locking down this economy. It was a mistake. It should have never happened. And in Florida, we led the country out of lockdown. We kept our state free and open. And I can tell you this, as your president, I will never let the deep state bureaucrats lock you down. You don't take somebody like Fauci and coddle him. You bring Fauci in, you sit him down, and you say, Anthony, you are fired. I mean, that's directly at Trump for his relationship with Anthony Fauci, for not standing up to Fauci, just like we saw so many people not stand up to doctors. And yes, it's one thing to listen to a doctor about, well, here's what the the data says and here's our recommendations. It's another thing to say we should have lockdowns. And Fauci is back in the news from a conversation he had at a university just last week talking about lockdowns. You have to have a reason So lockdown, for example, in New York City, when Elmhurst Hospital was overrun and they were having cooler trucks outside because they had no places to put the bodies, you had to have something to immediately shut down the tsunami of infection. That lockdown was absolutely justified. The real critical question is, what do you do during the lockdown and when do you stop locking down? So lockdown has a purpose. One of the purposes, if you don't have a vaccine, it's to get more ventilators, get the hospitals better prepared, you know, get more people involved. Ventilators ended up killing more people. We learned that ventilators weren't the answer. Is he in favor of lockdowns now? No regard for the Constitution, which Dr. Fauci does not have.
There was a time we knew that Fauci was no good, yet nobody got fired. I think DeSantis did very well on those kinds of topics. DeSantis did very well here. Crime has been on the rise in Florida, Governor DeSantis. How do you stop crime? Well, actually, crime's at a 50-year low in in, Florida. We're we're, we're happy with that. Well, the statewide, it's a 50-year low. And so here's the thing. These hollowed out cities, this is a symptom of America's decline. And one of the biggest reasons is because you have George Soros funding these radical left wing district attorneys. They get into office and they say they're not going to prosecute crimes. They disagree with the inmates start running the asylum. There's one guy in this entire country that's ever done anything about that. Me. When we had two of these district attorneys in Florida elected with Soros funding who said they wouldn't do their job. I removed them from their post. They are gone. And as president, as president, we are going to go after all of these people because they are hurting the quality of life and they are victimizing innocent people in every corner of this country. And it will stop when I get into office. Okay. One more here before the break, Governor Bergen. In the first part of this debate, the first segment, right before the first commercial break, DeSantis was yelling. He was loud. And it didn't connect. We were discussing it on my live stream over at TonyCats.com, and I thank everybody who attended. Um, and, and even on social media, he's got to stop the yelling. Somebody did get to him in the break. When he brought it down to just conversation, which for him is still a, a little loud, he hit the notes. Now, you can agree or disagree with him, but he hit the notes. He reminded people of his record, something that we said he had to do. You have to reintroduce yourself to the country, which is very, very odd. Considering all the wind that was at your back. DeSantis didn't actually take much of the punches. He was able to deliver good lines for his campaign. So going back to the ridiculous commentary of Jason Miller, since we already have seen Vivek rising, and we've already seen DeSantis falling, and you see the amount of back and forth Vivek had, shouldn't we argue that Vivek is in second place? I mean, that's what the data of the debate would tell us. Or is there some internal polling from these candidates that we don't know about? 